Put down your scissors and pick up your coffee. It's time for a little chat with the Great Lakes Girl. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the Great Lengths Girl Podcast. My name is Dee, and today we'll be discussing the rules. So in order for you to have a great experience as a consumer with your Great Lengths, it's very important that you are well-educated and know all the details and facts about taking care of your extensions. It's not that much work. It's little things that are moved into your daily routine and facts you need to know. Um, your stylist is educated on this during her education. Um, they usually, it's a two to three day education and we do make them aware of all the rules and the importance of relating them to the client. Unfortunately, this isn't always done and, and I'm not sure of the reasons why. I'm particular that the client knows every rule, um, and, and and is reminded infrequently just to make sure because sometimes we forget and we develop habits. The rules are very important. Why they need to be followed is they ensure things like, you know, as on your end, um, extensions don't fall out of your hair. I mean, that, that can be the responsibility of the stylist, but it can also be the res- there are things you can do as a consumer that can encourage your extensions to actually loosen and fall out, as we'll discover. Um, and also that you don't end up with damaged hair and, and people do tend to equate extension with the, with damage and it does not have to be that way. As I mentioned before, some systems are fundamentally, um, flawed in the way that no matter what you do, it's not going to end up so great, but that's not what we're here to discuss anyway. So we're here to discuss great lengths and the care and care feeding and rules of great length hair extensions. So the first thing is the brush. Great Lengths makes a line of brushes specific to brushing your hair extensions and your hair. It is a brush you should be receiving for every service, every single service. You should, uh, I, I was a little alarmed to find some comments on my YouTube where, uh, YouTube were alluding to the fact that um, they were not given a brush or told that there, there is a special brush that you need or that you could use any brush. You cannot use just any brush. You must use the Great Links brush. They are soft and they are designed to brush over the bonds, which you have to do. So the correct way to brush, there is a YouTube video of me. It's a little dated, but there's a YouTube video of me and the information is all the same as it would be today. It's not that old. It's just a little old. <laughs> but... When brushing your hair, it is extremely important that it is done single row by single row. So you take down one row at a time, starting from the back of your head, from the nape of your neck, moving upwards to the front. So you would section out this small pinky sized kind of section and split it in half and bring it to the front. You would hold onto the hair with a firm grip and you just brush the ends out on each side, and then you finish by brushing over the bonds. So yes, the brush is designed to brush over the bond and over the root. It will not rip out your hair. The brush is designed for it. Um, in fact, what it does is it stops your bonds so from getting tangled because you, being human beings, lose about 
50 to 150 hairs a day. Many of those hairs are trapped in a bond. So when they're released from the scalp, naturally, they've got nowhere to go. They kind of just hang outside the top of the bond. And if you're not brushing properly, they can start to tangle on the individual bond on the hair holding onto the extension. They can also tangle to extensions uh, near uh, uh, on each side of them and create quite large matting um, problems. So brushing helps to keep the bonds separated. And if you ever find two bonds stuck, two or three bonds stuck together, know that you can pull them apart and you just sort of pull them apart side to side and just sort of give them a little tug. You will hear a terrifying ripping sound. That's just the trapped hairs that have tangled together, uh, ripping back apart. It's not common. You're not ripping directly down from the scalp. That's That would be ripping out your hair. You're sort of just pulling two that are stuck together apart, and that's okay. But brushing will prevent that from happening. Brushing row by row, morning and night. And on the days you wash your hair, you can uh, brush your hair when it's wet. You shouldn't brush, you shouldn't, uh, and you should be diligent about this. It's one of the most important rules that Great Links has. Um, and the second rule that Great Links has is you should try not to wash your hair more than three times a week. And when you do, when you step out of the shower, do brush your hair row by row. And, um, and you must blow dry it immediately. So allow your hair to air dry causes the bond, which is made of polymer, to swell, especially on the inside. And this can cause it to be weakened. And I know someone has not been washing their hair if I can bend their bond in half. Like I can literally bend what would normally be such a hard bond, it cannot be bent. If I can bend it, I know that it's been exposed to something, usually water. So it's really important not to let your hair air dry and to not leave your hair wet. You can get away some of the time with blow drying completely 110% dry, the first two inches out from the scalp. So, But you would do that underneath, on top, everywhere. Mm, as long as those first two inches are dry, it's usually okay, but it's not something I would consistently recommend anyway. Of course, you would never braid your hair when it's wet, ever, and you don't go to sleep with wet hair. So it's really important to blow dry those bonds after to help them you know, sort of shrink back down and seal back up. Um, great lengths, of course, you can style them however you choose, uh, any tool you like. It's just important to remember that as they grow away from the scalp, the bonds are a little lower than they were because your hair is growing and to make sure that, um, you're conscious of that when you're curling and styling your hair. So, um, there are also other things to consider, like exposure to salt water in pools can actually dry out the bond. I recommend that um, people just sort of take their older extensions on holiday, because, and maybe not so much for brand new ones, because exposure can cause them to dry out. Um, other exposure to other things would be specific products. So Great Lengths really only guarantees your hair extensions if you're using great lengths shampoos, conditioners, and products. That's it. So if, I know other I know salons, we can carry other brands and tell you it's safe, but the crux of it is, is it kind of voids the warranty if you're not using great lengths shampoos, conditioners. That's what they're created for. They're created to be able to care for the client's hair and the scalp and the extensions. And it's designed 
to not have to cause them to swell and fall out. So I've had certain products, clients go off and try certain shampoos that actually disintegrated the bond. So it's really, really, I know people say you have to use sulfate free shampoos and, you know, even a natural shampoo can take them out. For example, if there was peppermint in there, um, it will start to degrade the bonds to the point where they will fall out. They will fall apart. And I've definitely seen this before. So it's really important that, you know, if you're going to use products that aren't Great Links related, know that you are taking a risk, right? So there, there really should be a package when, you know, I think that clients, and, and I make my clients aware that, you know, yes, if you do use something else, it does void the warranty. I do tell them that. And I think that's something every stylist should tell their, their, their uh, clientele. So the other thing that I warn you about is hot yoga. I'm not sure it's in the f- official documentation just yet, but they say heavy aerobics, um, steam rooms, saunas, and tanning, hot yoga. And he- well, they say heavy aerobics as well. I mean, really heavy aerobics. But what you're doing there is you're creating sort of a hot, wet environment that can cause the bond to weaken. So if you are someone who works out quite hard and gets quite sweaty, I think the best thing to do is as soon as you've finished your workout is to go and blow dry your your roots dry. But the steam from a steam room, a sauna, a hot tub, or yo- hot yoga is, is different from our own body heat in my opinion. And it can, because we tend to immerse ourselves in those environments longer. Um, I definitely did the testing for hot yoga and my bonds did fall out prematurely. They were very bendable. They were very soft. And I, I did the testing for my clients because I didn't want them to have that experience. And lo and behold, it definitely affected them. Um, but otherwise most exercise is fine and really it would be more like if you were sort of a really heavy sweater and then you can remedy that by just blow drying your hair at the end. Um, so the other thing that's of some debate and very important is when should you take out your extensions? Well, your stylist is supposed to help you with this (laughs) sort of help tell you what gauge of time is quite Quite frankly, I find a fine application is three to four months and never more than four. Um, Personally, my clients who wear a standard application wear it four to five months, but no more. Now, the official rule is six months, but I tend to think the support hair that is holding on to the extension can actually, so, so you have some support hair that you've picked up and you've attached an extension to it. And as I mentioned, you're losing 50 to 150 hairs a day. Um, I mean, so what that effectively is doing is those little hairs that are trapped in the bond and have nowhere to go, those are part of your support hair. So gradually... Um, your support hair is thinning out and these, the weight of an extension does not really change. So when we applied the extension, we were applying the, we were matching the size of the extension to fit the size of natural hair we had. And as that thins out, it becomes imbalanced. 
Now you can imagine after six months, that's pretty imbalanced, right? And it can cause a gradual tearing and wearing and thinning of the hair. So it's important if you want to request a visit with your stylist, maybe three or four months in and ask their opinion, because some people have a slow rate of natural fallout and will be able to wear them longer. And some people actually have a faster rate of natural fallout and they'll have to come in sooner. But I I don't usually do anything less than three months because we don't, I don't do fills. So three months or four months, whenever the client comes in, um, I have, um, I, I sort of take out all of the extensions and then we, we prep them and then we reinstall the whole thing. So I don't really agree with just taking out certain pieces and reapplying them because when you're reapplying them, you're reapplying them to the already weakened hair, right? And you're going to have to do a full um, removal anyway and reinstallation. And that's just, it's just adding to the cost. So my advice is to always just do a full removal and a full install because when we take out extensions, um, I can never ever pick up the same sections again. So where I'm actually applying it on new hair, like newly grown hair, um, on a different section, because there's no way I'll ever know how to pick up the section, the exact same sections I did. Um, sometimes I start slightly lower or higher depending on the client's head and just where I judge it to be. So it's, it's very beneficial to do it that way. And I don't agree with just taking a few out here and there and replacing them and trying to stretch it to 12 months or six months or a year, whatever, eight months. Um, so, so, I mean, these are all things to consider. Another rule is um, the rule of tight or high ponytails. So when we consistently, and this is, this is if we even if you're not wearing extensions, when you consistently scrape back your hair into a tight or high ponytail, um, and a higher ponytail to me is above the occipital bone, which is that little bumpy bone in the back of the middle of your head. Anything above that's considered high. You should, um, you actually can cause traction alopecia. It's very stressful on the hair. Now, if it's for a party or an outing, it's, it's fine. But when it's consistently done, it can actually sort of, make the traction alopecia situation a little more exaggerated. And even people who have never worn extensions who consistently wear a tighter high ponytail will actually um, not only have breakage, but a receding and thinning of the front hairline. And if done long enough, the follicle will scar and it will become permanent. You won't be able to produce a hair anymore. So it's really important that yes, it's okay if it's done for a party, but it's not a consistent thing and not a consistent style that you're relying on. In fact, you can wear your hair back, especially if you're going to be on a boat or in a convertible car. It's with the top off. It's important that you should, or sorry, you should try to keep your um, ponytail down starting at the nape of the neck. You, I mean, I, I've been working out for quite a long time and my nape of the neck ponytail, my big, huge braid is, is always done me well. So you start your braid at the nape of your neck and braid downward, just a three plate or whatever you you're good at. Um, and that will take you through your workouts and everything that you do in your life. And so they should be down low. They should go with the natural flow of the hair more often. And of course, half up, half down is also acceptable. Uh, I do wear that at work, sort of where I just take the part up and tie it half up, half down. But I, I do tend to take the top section and sit it lower, closer to my, uh, what we call the O-bone, which is the occipital bone. Um, so half up, half down is also acceptable. 
um, any kind of braiding and stuff is, is fine. Better if it's not tight, but um, it's fine if, like I said, it's a good way to keep your hair out. I, I do sort of a mock French braid when I head to the gym because I really hate air in my face. Um, so, so that's really important as well. And also this braid is beneficial um, when sleeping. So it's, it's a good idea to tie back your hair either in a low ponytail or a low braid when sleeping so that your hair doesn't suffer wear and tear of perhaps someone, your partner rolling onto it or, or yourself that's sort of just flying, <laughs> flying around. It can, it can get caught under arms and such and it tugs and it can, you know, can, can sort of tear some of your hair. That happens too in the winter time a lot with purses and coats. Sometimes if we have very long hair, you tend to put your purse strap right across your shoulder and it, it's on top of your hair and it can pull. So being conscious of um, knowing where your hair is in space is a good idea. But but back to the original point is it's good to wear it in a low ponytail or braid just maybe after you brush it and you're preparing for bed because then it sort of stays out of your, your sleeping face, right? <laughs> out of your face. Another quick note is to mention the fact that you should, on your at least your first time, you should be returning back to your stylist two weeks after your initial installation, so that they can make sure that your 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 brushing skills are doing really well, that your hair is doing all right. I always say to clients, if I saw something really horrible, I'd tell you, <laughs> um, which I would. It's really important to make that follow-up appointment when you get your extensions. And it's really just a very fast appointment. It usually takes only a couple of minutes for me to go through and just make sure everything's okay. It's really important to make sure that you're on your way and, and really getting into good habits with maintenance and care. And in regards to washing your hair, it's it's a common, not common. So every once in a while, you'll, you'll sort of have a client that says, my head's so itchy. Almost no, 100% of the time it is remedied uh, if their head is itchy following new extensions because they're a little afraid to wash their hair. So consumer stylists, um, stylists, <laughs> uh, please give a demonstration to your um clientele as to how you want them to wash your hair. So as is demonstrated in my video, when that itching comes, it's often because people get quite afraid of their extensions if they're first timers. They're very scared to scrub them because they feel like they'll they'll take them out. That will not happen. You're actually going to make a claw with your hand and you're actually going to slip your fingers right past your extensions and you're going to use your, your claw hand in a circular motion all the way around the head. Your extensions will not fall out from washing them at all. So you really have to work past that fear because every single person I've sort of pep talk has said, oh, it was, my head was itchy because it's not being washed properly. So it's, it's, you have to try to be fearless when you're, when you're washing your hair because it's important to keep your scalp clean. And the other thing to do is you really only need to soap your scalp. You don't really need to soap the hair because when you soap your scalp and it rinses through, it just naturally washes the hair. So it saves on product and, um, it's really not, it's really not useful to soap the entire head of hair. We're not, you know, especially in the West, we're not, we're not, really exposed to a lot during, during the day. I guess if you ride the transit, you might get a flu virus, but no reason, nothing, a little bit of water and soap from the scalp can't fix. So these are some of the key points. Uh, these are the, these are the key points. These are the key points in taking care of and maintaining your hair. And I, I hope that maybe I've, um, 
been able to jog memories of anyone listening out there. So I do have two videos on YouTube. Um, I should, we'll, we'll see if we can post them in the comments. And until then, I'm accepting messages and comments through the Great Lengths Girl Instagram. And you can message me there with any show ideas you have or things you want to hear about. Um, so yeah, I look forward to hearing from some of you and I'll be back again in a few weeks with another podcast. Take care. Brush your hair.